Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann and the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright idea. Today, we are in the world of fashion and beauty. I can't even wait. Uh, I, 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 we have not done enough in this segment on the podcast, so I'm so excited because you guys are going to love meeting Kimberly Carney, CEO of Wire Holdings, and they operate digital B2B2C marketplace platforms. You might know them from Fashwire or Glosswire. I can't even wait. Kimberly, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Do I speak? Oh, <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> After all of that, do I speak? I'm so sorry. I'm not cutting that out either. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. When I, so usually like when I stop talking, you should talk. Just kidding. Okay. Got it. Totally kidding. I, right. I've only done a couple podcasts. <laughs> I'm leaving all of this in. Okay. So I will say like, you're right. There are some podcasts where like the, the host likes to talk for 80% of the time, and then you talk for 20. That is not the case here. I'm just going to ask you a lot of great questions. And so, okay, I'm tracking now. I'm with I you. Love we're, it. We're, we're going. I love it. Do I talk now? That that I have to say 500 episodes. That's the first. I love it. I'm so glad. Um, okay. Kimberly, share a little bit about you and your background before launching the business. Um, so I come from tech. I worked at AT&T Wireless um, on the technology of the cell phone. Um, and then I um, went into dot com and worked as a head of marketing for a um, more like a music type technology. We would have probably been iTunes, but we got sued by the label. So <laughs> but it was a dot com era and it was amazing. And I learned so much from it. I, um, we got bought out in my ninth month of pregnancy with my first child and wow. I took some time off. I, uh, I took some time off and I, um, really just consulted marketing for like my former CEOs and really did that for quite some time. And then when my son, my second was two, I decided I wanted to get back into work and I really missed it full time. So I started my own marketing company, a boutique hired me and I went on a buying trip with her. And when I walked into the showroom, I got butterflies. I love wow. seeing all the clothes. I'd always love fashion. And I was like, I just need to own a boutique. So I asked her, I go, hey, do you want a partner? She's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I was talking to a girlfriend and we decided, let's do it. Why not? How hard can it be? She had admin experience. I had marketing experience. Right. So we, Why not? we did it and we learned how hard owning a store was. <laughs> I ended right. up buying her out. Um, that CEO who I consulted for while I was um, raising my kids at their young ages, uh, he really taught me the operations side. I bought her out and then I went on my own and had a very su successful store for, gosh, nearly 15 years. But wow. in the interim of that, in about 2000. 14, 2013, 14, I started having this idea where, wow, all these brands want to get into my store and they're really great brands, but they were startup brands. So I would risk like $2,000 and bring them in and nobody would buy them. And then they'd be like, why aren't you doing another order? And I said, well, I can't afford to lose. And people are buying like the AGs, the theories, you know, the name brands, they wanted totally. to buy 
those brands. And I thought there's got to be a platform. And this was my tech side coming in where we can merge the two worlds where that the brands can get feedback to know what's resonating with the consumer by a voting. And at that time, I was thinking voting. The swipe technology wasn't like a thing at that point. And so I was thinking that, you know, we could do this, you know, fast or pass or yes or no, thumbs up, thumbs down. And I hired my first developer and got an advisory board from the tech industry that I knew from my tech days. And they said, well, you need to do a round of funding. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I did a business partnership. I'm not doing money in people again. I'm just not doing that. And they go, You're good. this is actually a really good idea. And you could probably at some point maybe sell or IPO on this. So we think you should really go out for a round. So I did my first round. I went to tech people and you know, I had a boutique in my neighborhood. So a lot of the people in my boutique saw what I was working on and they invested. The people that wow. shot my shopper. But how cool so, you leverage your network for that. Exactly. And and it was, you know, on female founders, it's not easy to raise money. Not at all. And I was okay. able to raise our first. So I got to ask you on that. So, um, okay. so I'm a guy. So I, and I, I, I hear that occasionally and we've occasionally broached that topic in, in our um, previous episodes, but why, is it difficult? I mean, I, I mean, what is it that makes it challenging? I mean, share with us the, the real detail here. I think our audience should understand that. The first time I pitched was a, at first I pitched a, before I went to private angel investors, my first pitch was to VC, a VC group. I won't say who they are. And it was a group of <laughs> men you. and um, they looked at me like, oh, how cute. She has a fashion app, you know, kind <laughs> of thing. And, and I was like, no, this is technology and this is going to be really big. And, you know, because as an entrepreneur, you're like, this is going to be amazing. And they were very like, it was almost like that pat on the back, really cute idea. Congrats on your story. That's really great that you've had a successful story. It's hard. And they said, but this is going to be really tough for you to get brands. And I just, we just don't think it's going to go. And I said, okay. So then I called my friend who was a VP at a major company. And I said, and he shopped in my store and I said, Hey, I'm doing this round of funding. And I said, I went to these VCs and they kind of pretty much laughed at me. And um, so I'm going to go to private angel investors. Do you want to invest like 25 K? And he's like, yeah, I'll invest in you. And he's like, but I'll do a hundred. And I'm like, Oh, you can't, we're only raising 700. He goes, look, you've usually been on the other side of this, learn it and understand you can't go over seven. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> so, so I called my advisory board. I'm like, Hey, I got our first hundred. And then from that point on, I went angel investors and never talked to another VC again. Interesting. After that. Interesting. And and okay. I raised, I did email them to let them know. And three months later that I raised funding from angel investors because I just had to let them know that, of course, because <laughs> of course. They didn't did you get I a response? It. Was it any reply? Yes. Or they said, good congratulations. Luck. <laughs> good congratulations. Good luck with the app though. Good luck right. with that app. I the hope it works app. out well for you. That little yeah. app. Yeah. Little, I'm doing it. I'm doing like app, air quotes. I think it was your little app thingy. <laughs> right. I think it was your little oh app thingy. So, now you're yeah. like, the story is becoming even bigger. Yeah. I'm like air quoting. Uh, you guys can't see that on the podcast. Okay. Emails, but I think with that, and 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 to the other side of that, when we were first going to go after brands, I went and talked to a group of affiliates, and I was recommended from one of my advisors who was connected to them to go talk to them. And it was the same thing. She's too small for us, and you know she's never going to get brands. Well, I had a store, right? So I was like, we can get into the shows. So I took a team of people and friends, and um and just people who needed to work and retail my retail employees. We went down to shows and we walked booth to booth and we showed them the first prototype from our first developer. 
And what was so great about that, in the end, it was really hard. After a year of that, we got so much feedback, so much. This is not something that had been done before. But by the time a year hit, I realized, wow, okay, we can get the brands, but we're not going to get the consumer with with this developer right now. So I need to... And it wasn't a great relationship. So I thought I really need to find a developer that supports women, that understands this vision and really can apply the tech into this. And then I had a chance meeting with Damon John. Oh, and wow. he Amazing. Met, we met through a friend and there's an article about this. Um, we met through a friend and he was super pivotal in me changing and going forward where he took the time he sat with me for probably over an hour went through my entire previous app i told him the challenges i was having and that he was connected to the investors and he gave me the stuff of look you don't be afraid if this does it, if this first version does you know, many people change developers. You have to not be afraid as an entrepreneur to change course if your instincts are telling you to. And don't be afraid to have failures throughout this process. He said, because these setbacks are only going to push you forward. And if you just stay true to your vision, stay true to what you're trying to build and be straightforward with your investors, and they're going to stay behind you. And so he took that fear that I was having because this was somebody who was this person in the industry who, you know, started from FUBU to where he was <laughs> at that point. And after that, he let me be part of, he had this office spaces blueprint. So when I came to New York, I got to work in there and he let us host events there, which was so great for wow, our brands because cool. we got to create original content. So after that, I got rid of our developer. I <laughs> met, I chance meeting, I met. Um, this is a funny story too. I met our now current develop par- development partner, who's amazing. He um, was at a tech show. The former um, our CTO advisor who wanted to do the project expired the app. We had to show it to like investors, to people. This guy kept coming around our booth and he's like, but he was over at the animal booth and <laughs> and he comes over and he goes, hey, you look really stressed. Can I help? I go, oh, no, 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 no. This is the tech thing. I don't think you would understand. We're not animals. He goes, oh, okay. Kind of <laughs> funny thing. Then I talked to the guy next to me a couple minutes later and I said, um, I was looking at his app while I was waiting for a computer to get there so we could show it on there. And um, I said, who did your app? This is amazing. He goes, the guy you sent to the doghouse. House. And I said, oh. and he's like, I'll call him back. He's cool. So he came over, got us back online, saved us. And I went to his offices two days later. And at the time I was like, just take it, steal it. I don't care. I'm done. Just kind of, you know, I was just so frustrated. Went to him a couple of days later, gave him an Diego. Will you sign this? He goes, let me bet on your project. I said, we're between two big companies and the, I don't know if they're going to, he goes, just let me bet. And I'm like, all right. And I said, well, let me pay you at least for your time. He goes, no. He said, we all have been screwed over. He's like, let me pay it forward. Um, He wasn't the most expensive. He wasn't the least, but he is our development partner today. And he is part of the family. He's a shareholder. And that was so, so I will say as hard as it was being, getting in front of a group of people at the time, my one-on-ones is what really, and I think, I think as a woman in business, I'm all about female empowerment, but I wouldn't be where I am without the men that actually did get involved and supported me. And I think, I think that's what women need to learn. And I coach this to women entrepreneurs, just push forward, find that person, man or woman who will support you. Cause if one says, no, that's okay. They're not for you anyway. And you just push forward which I did. And and that's how that's how we really got the ball rolling was at the right developer 
And then I went to my 25 brands in my store and I said, will you please just be on my app so I can get brands? Right. They said, just put us on there. We, you've been a customer for <laughs> 10 plus years. Put us on your right. app. We're happy to be on it. And then we went to the shows with the new prototype and started building the brand base. And wow. then I hired a gal out of um, ploy number one out of the <laughs> industry. She was um, a whole, you know, those wholesalers in fashion, they're the hardest workers ever. So Seabree jumped on and she's still with me today and got us to over 200 brands. And we launched, we launched the Google partnership in 2018 with about, I think, 35, 40 brands. And then she took us to 200 immediately after that. And by 2019, wow. we had 200 brands and, um, and then we had a pandemic, <laughs> but we were quiet. <laughs> We were, right. we were quiet though, because I come from the dot-com world where you build the technology, you get the customer, and then you get the content on, and then you get the right. consumer. That's right. how I thought, right? right. And, yeah. and, and, it's, and you know what? And I think that's an epic fail in today's world that people don't remember. I mean, they're not doing that. And right. then when the pandemic hit and retail shut down, we had gone to every show around the world and they knew who we are. We're, they knew who we were. They jumped in and they signed on. And now we're over 400 brands from almost 50 Amazing. countries. Yeah, I was going to say that. So, so, no, that's crazy. Um, Fashwire, company reshaping the fashion industry, more than 400 emerging established brands across 35 countries. I'm sure that's even increased now. App-based fashion discovery, global platform, and shopping market marketplace. Okay, so you had the relationships with many of the suppliers. Did was it easy to get the I'll say the usage, the shopping pattern, the kind of the the, the consumer on the app? Like what did that look like early days? Well, when you launch with Google, you get a lot of downloads. <laughs> so, and we did a press release with Google, which helped out. We were like, I think we were top 10 in the app store for wow. quite a long time. Amazing. And we, you know, we pushed forward and, you know, our consumer base in the early days just jumped on. When you're pitching an app, it shows they're downloading the app. Right. So, you know, when you're getting in front of that person and, that, and that's what's so great is I think that that personal relationship is so important that we, so we've so lost with social and zooms and, but, and now that the shows are back, we're back at it. We're not totally. sticking to zooms. We want to get in front of them. I've got That's, a team in Berlin. In person is back in, in a big oh, way. It's almost like a bigger yeah. way. Cause people are like, you know, pendulum swinging the other way in a big way. Okay. One thing that's interesting about your platform, you got to explain this because people are thinking, okay, cool. A shopping platform. That sounds awesome. But what's really interesting is your whole swiping on voting on, on products and the interactive like analytics and data that go back to the designers. Share a little bit about that. I think this is truly a differentiator and fascinating. You know, we came up, we, we didn't come up with swipe technology, obviously, but we thought, I thought that it was actually Damon John that said to me, go from voting to swiping. So I took it and ran with it. And that's cool. I, and basically the, cons the consumer will swipe left, swipe right. And then we give that data and analytics directly to the brand and then that helps them make better production decisions. And in, in turn, will increase full price sell through and hopefully increase revenue. Uh, because once they get that feedback from the consumer, then they can go and make better design decisions. And it's so important that right now that all of us listen to our consumer because our consumer is driving our businesses right now with 
without our con- and if if there's something's important to them, the brands have to really understand that and know their customer. And that's what we help. We help them know who their customer is on our platform and what they're liking, what they're not liking, what they're buying. And it has really worked well for us. That's amazing. Um, okay, so you launched Fashwire. Talk about where Glosswire comes in and what was the timing of that? This is focused on the beauty industry. Talk a little bit about how that evolved and the strategy around that platform. So 2020 was really powerful for us as, you know, as we were building our brand base and people were discovering who we are, we know we're getting covered by Oprah. We're getting covered by Marie Claire everywhere. You know, everyone's all over the who's Fashwire. And my team came to me and said, you know, we really should do one of my team members said, we really should do beauty. And I said, oh, you know what? The investors don't want you to change verticals. Let's not do that. I don't know beauty. I know tech and I know fashion and I know retail. And she was like, it doesn't matter. You will learn beauty. And she goes, well, you own glosswire.com. I go, how do you know that? And she's like, because I saw it on your, on when I Googled it, you owned <laughs> the <go> it. Daddy. <laughs> you, she's like, you must have, you must have thought ahead, you know, with that. And I go, well, I tried to get all the wires and I had, you know, beauty wire, gloss oh, wire. Oh, that's funny. It, yeah. Anyway, so I talked to our developer, grabbed one of our other team members who I knew was connected to beauty. And they said, what do you think? And we uh, just said, let's, let's see what we can do. So one of my team members, she went out and reached out to the brands and we got celebrity brands. We got really great brands across skincare, makeup, men's grooming, black owned, women owned, um, men's owned. It was great. We had a great, um, inclusive diversity group of brands, you know, um, <laughs> at launch. And we launched in February, 2021 with 50 brands. And wow. um, but what was pivotal, 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 I just can't even say it right. <laughs> that is, I love I didn't it. Say it right. I did. It was say it right. pivotal. So, it was so pivotal. Like it was, it. was, it was actually the Cosmo Prof North America show getting it. Cause we didn't have a chance to get in front of the brand. So we were okay. probably about 25 more after launch when Cosmo Prof was in August. And we had just we had just received being a finalist in Unilever's and WWD's Project Connect for the human connection with technology, which was big for us to be a finalist wow. so quick very, very cool. and be all over the press with that. And then we were going into Cosmoprof and I decided to host a pitch competition. In, in that's the other thing that's special about us. And we started it with Fashwire um, that we do pitch competitions for our brands. And I go out and get sponsorships to pay for the brands. And we'll do a 10,000 cash prize and they get to pitch in front of influential people. I've had, you know, the chief and editor of Pop Sugar. I've had Adam from Oprah. I've had our technology people. People have, you know, jumped in to be judges and and, and then they give an hour mentorship to the winner. And it's so great for our brands. So I thought, well, let's do this in beauty. So I asked the heads of Cosmoprof, can we do this? So we did it in partnership. I decided to do it at the booth. It was the best thing for me. I talked to probably 75 beauty brands and I learned so much about beauty in those pitch competitions. And it was, it was so amazing, the energy and the passion, but just talking to them, they said, we're really nervous. I go, look, I've been, you know, we looked you up, you've won a pitch competition. And I said, not in the beginning. I said, there's video (laughs) and it's not pretty. Right. I mean, but the only way to really get that pressure testing is a way to like sharpen, you know what I mean? Your message and whatnot. And you can prepare all kinds of good content and stories, but until you get you know, where you're in front of people or having to share the message and you're getting questions, you know, you can start to refine the message, right? And that's the only way to do it. 
And I, and they take care, came back to me and they said, you really taught us how to tell our own brand story by forcing us to create our totally. story, to talk to you Not because funny. we wanted to win the prize money. So <laughs> it's been, that was great. So we went after that show, we brought our brand base up to over a hundred, probably about 130. And then we were at Cosmoprop Bologna and then we've captured the international. And now we're over 200 and we're going back into Cosmoprof next week. And wow. we are, I'm bringing Amanda Smith from Selling Sunset and Human Hamza, our CEO of Developing Now. We're going to be the judges and we have, they're giving us a room this time and in partnership with Cosmoprof again and for another grand prize winner at the Cosmoprof wow. show again. And How we cool already have like 50 brands signed well, up to pitch. And uh, well, I mean, Amanda's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pitch for her. <laughs> right. Well, you know, but how, again, how nice also to get like finger on the pulse of the industry. You got 50 companies coming through. You're going to, you know, very quickly see the ones that are doing it at a different level. You know what I mean? Like, it's so interesting. Um, well, and also attending like these conferences and beauty, it's so different than like the WWD beauty conference, which everybody knows about. It's like, you know, the right. I'm air quoting now, you know, it's like, <laughs> right. it's, but, but to get in front of these industry leaders, even one of their editors was a judge in our pitch competition this last time. And right. then they covered it. They covered our win. They had now it which i thought was How really cool great that? yeah really it was cool. it was really cool so making your way in this industry. that's how we did beauty that's yeah. how beauty came to really? i was forced so cool <laughs> i love it um it's have you any perspective on what the big big brands traditional brands think of your two you know your, your marketplace like what do they they think about this well you know, so lost we have, the legacy brands you know what i mean the yeah the, health, the beauty and fashion brands have been around for a while so on Fashwire, you know, we obviously they jumped on because I had a store and so and got it. And, and you know, and and I, I think there I think it's great to sit on a platform with emerging totally. established. And I also totally. think that the fact that we promote diversity and you know, and we have our black owned brand, we have our Asian owned brands, we have our male owned brands. And people always have to remember male owned brands are just as important. You know, I feel like sometimes they get lost <laughs> in the shuffle, but we gotta support our men too. And, I think that's um, good. <laughs> And, um, and, you know, but with beauty, they have not, we have not targeted them and we've been really focused on emerging and niche brands. And I think the big brands should come to us. <laughs> that's how, that's <laughs> platform where. attracts interest from big, brands, I, you know, right? I think, I, I mean, I think people are paying attention. You know, we were just a finalist in glossy awards for, um, Glosswire for, um, best use of an emerging technology, which I thought was a testament to our tech. That's always a big Pretty win cool. for me Pretty when our cool. technology, we won for the glossy fashion awards, best fashion marketplace, which I was shocked. I mean, I was excited, but it was great because we were up some really great people, great brands. So, um, but I think that with beauty, we're staying very entrepreneurial at this point. And I do, do I think that the bigger brands will follow suit? I hope so. You know, sure. it would be great, but I think what we're doing and what we're building is really special for yeah. our beauty brands. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think it's exciting. Um, but there's more, Right. Uh, you've got some big news. Uh, as you look at the next six to 12 months, I know you guys are thinking about what's what else to add to your portfolio of uh, marketplaces. Talk about the the upcoming uh, new marketplace for home. So we are not so secretly building Casa Wire. <laughs> Casa. I was going to say, what goes in front of wire? House. Casa. Casa. <laughs> 
I love it. Also wire. So I also had that domain for a long time. We actually, in 2019, we were going to do furniture and we went to the markets and then the pandemic hit and I shelved it. Um, but with in-person back in and the high points and the Las Vegas markets back. Yes. And Atlanta where I am. One of my, one of my shareholders, one of my investors reached out to me who came from the furniture industry and he just saw a quarterly report. And I, I mentioned that we were working on it. He called me and said, let me run this. And I said, okay, let's do it. No, no better employee than an investor. Right. And he, um, has, we're already over 60 brands. Um, we'll probably wow. be a hundred plus at launch. Um, I mentioned Amanda earlier. We're bringing her interior design expertise to the platform and she's helping us right now with really building out the platform and where we're going to take this. We're, we're going to have our two-sided marketplace will be the same, but we'll have this back door where um, consumers can go in and shop different rooms of interior designers and just purchase from that room. Oh, that's cool. That's yes. cool. I love so that. So that's we're so it'll be really interesting. We're going to launch in September and we're super excited about it. I mean, just the fact that the brands are getting behind us on it and it'll be home and decor. It'll be two-sided, but with the third kind of back door, which, which still attributes to our B2B side, you know, but it will also benefit the consumer as well. So it's almost like two two-sided marketplaces in one um, big platform. So it will be, it will be great. I I'm super excited. And then <laughs> after it. Casa wire, we are, we built Wolfwire. Wolfwire will be to, towards pet accessories and treats. Oh, wow. I love We're, that too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so cool. And such good energy. Um, Talk about some of your biggest lessons learned in launching a business. All this sounds like, oh my God, growth grows like yeah, upward momentum. We're moving. We're, we got so much going on. Have there been anything that hasn't worked? It might be like any example you'd share with our audience of things you've learned. Yes. So I think the first thing was, you know, when you're choosing a development partner, do your due diligence. Um, I think that you get eager and the first person that talks super smart to you, you're thinking, okay, he's the one and this is going to be great. And, um, and I think with, you know, although I think it lessons can also, there can be blessings in them. And although he created a platform where I could go get feedback, which was invaluable from the brands that I think learn that when your instinct tells you that something's off, don't be afraid to push forward. And that's what Damon John taught me was, you know, to just push forward. So that was the first lesson. Then I really took my time and I was patient and I found our current development partner, Human, and he's amazing. And I couldn't have asked for a better development partner. So I think everything happens for a reason. And I think that when you do have a setback and we've had a few, like there was a period where, you know, we were, I couldn't get brands to stay. We'd go, wow. we'd get in front of them. They would say yes. And then they wouldn't stick. And then when I grabbed Seabree from, you know, the fashion world, she jumped on and she was able to make them stay because we weren't fault. We would just send them an email and assume, oh, they're jumping on. They said yes. And we had to learn, you got to follow up. You got to nurture the relationship. So Seabury was really good at, at really nurturing those brands, which brought us to over 200. And we really learned how to build this company and what was needed. So we really have that, you know, you have to have that customer service for the brands that's, you know, talking to them and getting their content and helping them, you know, getting it on for them and making sure they're happy and, and, and that, and I think really knowing your customer and understanding how to make the relationship work, because every, this is something that's never been done before. So we had to, we had to kind of make it up as we went, if that makes sure. sense. Yeah. The roles and some roles changed and some roles, you know, 
evolved. Now Seabreeze are, you know, head of brand strategy and does all the lives with the brands, but it's still all connected. And we're all about the brands. We're not about pushing product. We're all about, you know, getting that discovery and that recognition for the brands and really helping them get discovered by our global consumer base. And, And I think with raising money is what a lot of brands talk to me about. Like, how have you done it? Because I've had three rounds now and, um, and it's the same investors have come back in. We've had new ones, you know, more recent, but I think if you're going out to raise money, really do your due diligence on who your audience is and make sure that, because women don't always get funding. It's a statistic, a statistic that is real, that it's hard for women to get funding. And for me, really, I had to prove to the world that this was tech. That's what I had to prove. Got and, it. Got it. Um, and it really, it really took me, I put us in every tech show. I put us in every tech show. And then I finally won Startup Grind's global pitch competition um, for, and it was the first time fashion had won in tech. And I was really proud of myself, but it, but it's really important that, you know, whether you're focused on tech or B2B or B2C, really understand each customer in that vertical, in that, I guess it's in that sector of your business, because that is going to, what's going to help you grow. And sometimes you're going to go backwards. Sometimes you're going to have a rough month. We all do, but that doesn't mean your next month can't be better. You just have to push forward. And I think that's where I'm resilient. And, you know, every time something's come at me, I'm like, okay, how am I going to, how am I going to resolve this? And I just think you take it step by step. You take that biggest problem and figure out how to work through it. And don't be afraid to ask for help. I have never been afraid to reach out to my advisors, my investors, my mom and dad. I've never been afraid to ask for help. I love it. (laughs) But but I think that's what makes us human. That's what makes us human is that, that, you know, there, there is a, you know, I'm a single mom doing this. Right. So it, 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 it takes effort. It takes commitment and, and also build the best possible team you can have because my team, I'm so fortunate is just as passionate about uh, as I am about this. We don't have turnover. We, I mean, we have lost some people along the way for personal reasons, but we really have a solid team. And anytime I had a company come meet me yesterday, who we're probably going to partner with, who said, when we met you guys at Shop Talk London, your team is so impressive. Last year at Cosmoprof, I got an investor. He met my team first. And then he was like, I need to talk to you because your team really loves your company and what you guys are doing and you. And we, I want to understand you. That's what he said. And, <laughs> and he invested. And I, and I think that that's the thing is, you know, have the right support system from like my advisory board to my team and, and just hustle. I love it. <laughs> you make... Being, <laughs> I love hosting, uh, by the way, this podcast. It's a lot of fun. I meet a lot of great people. You're really, it's great having you on because, like, I serve up questions and then you've got immense number of stories that our listeners are probably, sorry. Oh, I love this. <laughs> no, it's so good. It's so good. There, I, I hate even ending it. I, I usually, man, I, we, we're going to have to have you back on. So cool. Um, you got some great stories and really great lessons learned. And, like, I mean, it's, Really fascinating. So um, you got to come back on with us down the road. So fun having you here today. Before we go, share with our audience, like where do they find you, connect with you, you know, get in the marketplace, learn more, et cetera. You can download the Fashwire and Glasswire apps. Um, come September, you'll be able to download Costwire. We have websites for all three platforms. You can go and check us out there. And our social media as well. You know, we have apparel for social media. We have great Instagram lives. You get to know the brands. Ooh. 
Yes, we do deserve brand interviews. That's that's a big thing, you know, but learn the brands, know their stories and purchase from them. Support small businesses. I love it. So cool. I mean, you're really doing an amazing thing in the industry. These industries, I'll call you call it fashion, beauty, now home. I, I have a feeling there's more, maybe pet. Um, so like I, I just think it's so exciting. It's so great to have you here, Kimberly. Um, like I said, gotta come back. I, I I will get notes from our listeners saying you should have kept it going. But it's you know, we gotta have you back. Leave them wanting more, right? Well, thank you. Thank you so much for <laughs> it's been a blast. having me. It's been a pleasure. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.